Yep. Welcome to episode 97 of Auto Off Topic. What's going on, Andrew? Not much. What's up, Brad? Not too much. Got some exciting things coming up, and some exciting things have happened, and we also have a long-lost Auto Off Topic theme tonight. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. No, this one's been uh, on the back burner for a bit, because we had yeah. some other stuff. So, we'll start off, with, though, with some project updates. I... Uh, Wired up my ham radio. Excellent. Ham. Yeah. I like ham. So I can uh, listen in on rally communications. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But That's you part of you our upcoming events. Um, project updates. I do. I finally bit the bullet and bought a radiator for the Blue Colt after yep. complaining about overheating problems for like a year and a half, two years. How'd that go for you? Did not go well. Okay. Did not go well at all. So the part that I ordered showed a picture of an old-style metal tank brass radiator. This happens a lot with older car parts listings yeah. I've found. Unfortunately, I didn't know that. Um, so I ordered it for $90 with two-day prime shipping. Yep. And I received it, and it was a plastic tank with the, like, thin, like, I guess it's a, is it a steel core? I don't know what it is. It's aluminum. Is it aluminum? But it's like they're aluminum like, with crimped plastic ends. Yeah, they're terrible. So I was planning on going to the mini Mitsubishi Owners Day in Connecticut last weekend. So I woke up real early on Saturday to change it so I can get on the road and go. That was use it. congruent with the West Coast one. Same day. Yep. yep. But it uh, was uh, put on by a dealership out here, not put on by Mitsubishi. Actually, the pictures showed a pretty successful day. They had, I guess, probably 100 cars. And there were a couple of earlier vehicles, which was kind of cool. It wasn't just all modern Lancers. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I woke up really early in the morning to put the radiator in. I said, screw it. I have the radiator. How bad can it be? I'll run it until I get the other one record. Right. So I spent the time to take the old radiator out, put the radiator in. Mm-hmm. Bolt holes line up just fine. Sits yep. flush in the bottom of the radiator support the way it's supposed to. Yep. Sticks above the radiator support like two and a half inches. Oh, that's not a problem. No. Just cut the hood. Right. Or run without a hood. I would have to do one of those two things, yes. So I chose Probably neither. run cooler without a hood. I chose neither. Um, and I reboxed it, and I went back to Amazon and printed a return Get a label. cowl induction hood. Stop. The now, cowl induction hood wouldn't have helped because it's the front of the hood is the problem. It'd be a reverse cowl hood. Yeah. So, no. Um, was it Amazon or a... Third-party seller on Amazon. I think Amazon. it was a third-party seller on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Yeah. They took it back. They you're funded by money. This is the weird part of... Uh, I was actually listening to Reply All podcasts. Okay. And they were talking about that, how weird Amazon has gotten. How big cult radiators are now? No, oh. just the general <laughs> that... Be, to compete with, like, everything, they allow third-party sellers. You could sell on Amazon if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And the quality of things go down... Mm-hmm. Because they're not being like sold directly by Amazon. Correct. You're buying it from somebody who's using Amazon's platform to sell their product. Yes. So. So it's kind of like you kind of lose trust in Amazon a bit. Yeah. Well, this is a Spectra radiator, which is a common brand. Yeah, the brand is fine. Yeah. But clearly, the fitments were off. The listing was off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird though because I wonder if it fits a different car. Um, because 1978 was the year that Colts got a little confusing with other body styles with the wagon. And I'm sure. So I wonder if it fits like a 78 Colt wagon. Probably. Because it, it literally lined up perfect with the bottom of the radiator support yeah. and all of the bolt holes. It, it would have bolted right in. It was just a couple inches too tall. No, it's, it's somebody that's going by what said it should fit. So they just put up the listing. Yep. It's not somebody who's actually into Colts. It's just... Well, uh, the fact that I would need to find somebody into Colts who is selling Colts on parts on Amazon would be very rare. So... Yes. <laughs> but that's... Regardless. That's why that's like that. Looking at the listing, it looked like it was good. The picture showed pretty much the radiator in the car. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like exactly correct. So, just what I got wasn't that. It didn't fit. And now I'm frustrated. Because now I'm down to zero running vintage cars in the middle of summertime. Well, so I don't know. Don't, I thought you had a second radiator for the Colt. They're both junk, though. Oh, okay. So, one anyway, was working better than the other, but... The one that was in the car was working better than the one I took out of the car. So I have the other one. Record. So, whatever. They're both out of the car now. 
Yeah. So I'm taking the one that was in the car tomorrow morning, actually. Yeah. Um, down to a place here in Medford, I think. Yeah, it's the same place I had my Gallant one done. The well, they yeah no yeah they did the Gallant, they did the ninety nine Montero, and I may have had them check the eighty nine Montero one. Yeah, so Rogers Rogers radiator. Yep, so. it was like fifty bucks. They're literally the only radiator shop around that will yeah. fix a radiator now. They'll recore a radiator. There's none left. Yeah. So in fact, all the it other ones might are not even need to be cored. They might. Just clean it really well because they have the super strong chemicals and know. pressure to clean it. I think I'd rather pay just have it record and bring it brand new again. I had this the, point the Montero one and the Glant one. I had just cleaned by them and they've been fine. Yeah. Well, I'll give it to them and see what their best thought is because they'll pressure test it and everything. I'm yeah. sure. So, regardless, there are no radiator shops around anymore. There's even one next town over that's called Auto Body and Radiator. So I called them and they're like, "No, we don't do radiators anymore." So, yep. dying like, dying breed. Well, yeah, you just replace it. Then yeah, I wish I could. You would I think. Tried. <laughs> yeah, you would think there would still there still has to be somebody that specialize in brass radiators because there still are people restoring older Old cars. cars that these yep. type of radiators only fit in and they only look correct in. Yeah, it's just not. It'd be really weird if I had like a twenty-one Duesenberg with a aluminum radiator with plastic end tanks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's a high-end car. But, like, even if you had, like, a Ferrari or something, like a mid-60s Ferrari or something, yeah. that's probably somebody that does that. But yep. They're just not a local corner no. shop anymore. There used yeah. to be one in Salem, one in Beverly, one in Peabody. And yeah. now there's... When everybody ran that type of radiator in the car. Yep. But, so now people don't fix things. They just replace them. Yeah. Same reason there's no TV shops left, TV repair shops left, because nobody fixes TVs anymore. Well, yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, I don't know. TVs aren't, like... They're not expensive anymore. Yeah. You just throw them away. Yep. There's cell phone repair shops and computer repair shops still, but no barely. TV repair shops. Barely. They're getting to the point where it's just like, mm. Well, if they don't sell vape supplies, they go out of business. Yeah. They have to sell vape supplies along there, along with their cell phone repair. Well, but unfortunately, that's anyway, just 2018 world we live in. Some things that aren't going out of style. Southern New Hampshire Cars and Coffee. True. That's Sunday. That this is Sunday. Sunday. We are co-sponsors of this. Yep. Uh, not going to be there. We won't be there yeah. this week, unfortunately, because we've got the... So that is in Salem, New Hampshire at the Coffee Factory. Yep. Uh, do you remember the name of that strip mall is? I if don't remember you the name just, of the strip mall. If but you search Southern New Hampshire Cars and Coffee on Facebook... I think it's 92 Clough Crossing is you, the address. But if you... It's very easy. I did it earlier. If you search them on Facebook, you will mm-hmm. find their page on Facebook with all the updates. All the dates there, and, and directions and everything. So go there. Mm-hmm. Uh I will also share it on our page, and uh, yeah, go check it out. It's a good time if you're in s- Northern Mass, Southern New Hampshire. Yep. Uh, and usually a couple hundred cars on a good day. Yep. So, it's but a good time. even if we weren't doing the thing we're doing this weekend, we still wouldn't be able to make it to New Hampshire Cars and Coffee. Correct. Because it is Misslewood this weekend as well. Yes. So on Sunday, Misslewood Conquers de Elegance in Beverly, Mass. It's at the Misslewood Estate. Mm-hmm. Which is part of Endicott College campus, right but it's on like a gorgeous, like rolling green yeah, grass hills on right the ocean, on a private beach. One twenty nine. Nope. One twenty seven. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> route one twenty seven, which is a coastal route, like a coastal with a scenic New England yes. highways and byways. They say. Yeah, I, I drive the other one all the time. One twenty nine. In my brain. Yeah. yeah. No, one twenty seven is the one twenty seven. Beverly, Mass. Yep. Endicott College, Misslewood Estate. So that is spectators, open to spectators. Correct. I, don't, I forget what the cost is. It probably starts at like 9. I think it opens at 9, yep. yeah. There is, across the street from the Concord Elegance, there is a parking lot for special interest vehicles that are not in the concourse. Yes, because the concourse is invitation-only invitation yep. curated. If you roll up to the gate and you're not invited with your car, right. they won't. Unless your car out. happens to be like a 57 Testarossa, they might find a spot for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But if you're in an average vintage car, um, there is parking for you. Um, there's a special lot where people who directly go directly across the street, directly across the street from the actual Concord d'Elegance. Yeah. So it's almost like a mini show within yeah. a show. Yeah, it's a very very nice show. Yes, it is. And it's, the it's, weather should be really nice it's for it. Supposed to be a beautiful weekend. So I highly recommend that. Yep. Um, and actually, if you're around the night before, and you go on their Facebook page, you can see the times and dates for the. Uh, Tour de Elegance, 
mm-hmm. where all the vehicles that are entered in the Concordia Elegance go on like a 30-mile tour of the coastal roads around that area. Yep. Going from Beverly to Gloucester or Gloucester to Beverly or something like that. All right. Yeah. We will share both of those on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, on the 19th and 20th this week, so Friday and Saturday. Which, if you listened to us before, we've been talking about quite some time now. It's the New England Forest Rally. Uh, that is headquartered at Sunday River in Bethel, Maine. It's about three hours from Boston. If you uh, want to check it out, just Google for the website. There is a spectator guide. Or there's probably still time to sign up as a volunteer. Which will get you closer access to everything. Yep. Um, but it is difficult to spectate. Um, Don't let that discourage you, it's though. It's worth it. Yeah, go up and try. And every year you try, you'll get better. You'll learn how to spectate better. You'll or learn how to thread spots. you and- could spectate once, like our friend Liz, and just be like, I'm going to buy a car and just uh, get right into the action. That's true. So that is what uh, Brad will be up there helping them crew. Yes. And we've talked about the Volkswagen spaghetti. Yep, many times. Keeping it running, ideally. Hopefully I won't have to do too Hopefully much. Hopefully it'll be very boring for you. Yes. Uh, and exciting for them because they're running the yep. entire time. And I will be there shooting pictures and doing media. So yeah, it'll be good so weekend. look for Andrew popping up in the background of everybody's in-car videos. Yep. And look for me in the pits. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it for events. That's a pretty big event this weekend, though. Yeah. It sucks they're always in the same weekend. Well, yeah, and also it just so happens that the uh, IMSA at Lime Rock is it's also this weekend, also this yeah. weekend, which I like to go to, too. But come to find out, they're not running all the cars this year they're running just the gt cars okay so they're not running gt3 and whatnot no no just gt no prototypes oh okay so they're running their production based cars yeah because they okay. only do like a three-hour race so but the cadillac prototypes are pretty cool and the mazda prototypes but, but maybe they decided that the racetrack is too small or something it's i always... mean it is a pretty small track to run a top yeah tier and it's like mid-season so probably don't want to wreck your car middle of the season in a small track so they're just kind of run the GT cars, which is still worth it. Speaking of which, did you see the GT car and the prototype car at the Goodwood Festival of Speed this year? No. The Porsche 956 race car? The Rothman delivery car? 962? Nine, maybe 962. Yeah, well, 956 or 962, one or the other. It depends on, the depends on like what the Canon car Yeah, same basic car. That's a 962. I think. That one is, but the 956 is also the same basic style car. Anyway, I think it's 956. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. Prove me wrong. Somebody will. Yep. Um, but it got to the top of the hill, crossed the finish line, and they had sent a new like GT3 race car behind it, and it caught it crossing the finish line, Yeah. and it rear-ended it hard. <laughs> so the, whoever was driving in the GT3 Porsche rear-ended this multi-million dollar collectible like, mid-80s race car. Uh, they'll fix it. They will, <laughs> but talk about an embarrassing moment. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's a rough. little non-sequitur. That was just an interesting video I saw this week. Have you watched any of the Goodwood Festival Speed videos? I watched a couple of them. Like the Cobra Coop? I didn't watch that one. Oh, that's the one to watch. I watched the Volvo wagon with the dog hanging out of it, the BTCC car. Yep, that wasn't worth watching at all. Uh, the lawnmower was kind of weird. It like, stopped halfway up like it stalled or something. Yeah. Uh, the self-driving 65 Mustang? I didn't watch that. Didn't make it. Okay. It was pretty terrible. Uh, Mad Mike's RX-7 was pretty cool. Yep. And then somebody drove a Land Rover on two wheels most of the way up. Yeah. Did you watch that one? I saw pictures of it. Didn't quite make it to the top because where it gets real narrow with a wall is in the left-hand side. Yeah. He put two tires in the wall, and it upset the balance of the car. He had to put it back down on all four. So. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. But the one to watch, and maybe I'll link it on the Facebook page or something, is the Cobra Coupe, a legit real okay. Cobra Coupe, because he takes off for the first eighth mile just full-on full burnout drifting sideways in this like 13 million dollar race car pretty awesome all right and the jaguar sedan is an awesome one to watch too but maybe i'll look a couple of them up definitely a bucket list trip so oh for sure someday someday we'll check it out for sure i think that's over it was last weekend i think yeah yeah so anyway let's get to a cool topic or a topic up to you to decide if it's cool or not i think it's cool so, right, for years, when you watched TV, mm-hmm. you wanted a car show that perfectly fit your taste, right? That wasn't terrible. 
Yeah. And there's been a few that have come close. Mm. A few that have come close. Yeah, there's a few I've watched. Um, but we, this is going back quite a few episodes now, because we haven't done a question episode in a while. Yep. But somebody asked us about new shows or TV shows. Car shows. Car shows. General. Yeah, YouTube or otherwise. And we said that we were just getting into it because we hadn't finished all of it. But on Velocity, there was a new show that came out. And I believe it's still on demand on cable, but you said it's not on Motor Trend. They anymore? took it off Motor Trend on demand just before I got a chance to finish really it. Really annoying because super annoying. you pay for that. That's and it's why I subscribe to it to watch that yes. show. So if you're listening, Motor Trend is and uh, unlikely, right? But uh, unhappy customer. Yes. Um, Although I will not unsubscribe because they still have Roadkill. Sure. And other shows. Um, JDM Legends. Yes. I think it's one of the coolest new car shows. It's probably one of the best car shows for cable television, for sure. Yeah. But we're also biased. Yeah, we are. It is the type of cars we like, but it's also what I like to watch in a car show. I just like to watch someone working on a car, Mm -hmm. improving it. Without making drama. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of, as they're going along, explaining... What they're doing, not just like, ah, and it's done. Right. Like, I mean, there is some like cuts to stuff, but it's just kind of like, all right, we're doing this. Well, there's it's... there's there's filmed drama that's not really drama. Yeah. Like because that's just the way the cable network does it. It's yeah. not the show itself. No. So the show doesn't create fake drama to hold you in. No. The film crew will like end on them like turning a wrench. Like, is this bolt gonna come out? And then go to commercial. But that's not their fault. That's no. just the way it got edited in post. And then it comes out and they're fine. Exactly. But it's just what I want to watch. You're just like, they're just quite like, just kind of moving along. Yep. Working on it. Yep. They're right, clearly not TV personalities. They're just normal dudes working on cars. And I kind of like that. It makes it more honest for me. It's authentic. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we like. Instead of everyone looking for the next stupid Richard Rawlings shit. Right. That sucks. Yes. I don't like it. I don't want to watch it. Yes. But somehow that's all we usually get. Mm-hmm. It's over and over and over again, too, which is slightly different They're formats. All the same shows. Yeah. If you go through the normal it's the, it's stuff the over velocity, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's all overhauling with a different format. That's sort of, I 100% guess. 100% all it is. Because um, it's always a car. They get this car. It's the biggest project they've ever had. They have two weeks to finish it. They have a dollar fifty-six to finish it. Yeah. And nobody goes home until it's finished because massive masculinity yelling at each other. And then you get, uh, they get really famous and they build crap like that. Over and over and over again. The stupid uh, 1910 Mitsubishi whatever thing built on the... Uh, I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, it's so terrible and stupid looking and... That Mitsubishi paid them We like you, Mitsubishi, but that was not... It wasn't good. It was a poor choice. It was just... Poor choice of shop. Somebody else could have done it a lot better. Yeah. Um, it would have been really easy to put electric motors and hide them in the normal shape of the car, not make it way wider with 17-inch wheels. and an electric power plant where the gas power plant would be. Yep. <laughs> Pretty dang simple. Yep. So, it's too wide, cut the axle shorter. It <laughs> shouldn't yeah. be that hard. Yeah. It, it was weird. Yeah, it wasn't totally pretty. Weird. Obviously, we're talking about the 1919 Mitsubishi Model That's A, yeah. um, which they commissioned for their 100th anniversary of the, the making cars, or 1918. Model A. Uh, yep. Whatever year it was, 17, 18, 19, whatever. They commissioned 2017. Yeah. 1917, because it was yeah, 2017. Yeah, 1917, yep. So they commissioned it through West Coast Customs in that weird, short little Smurfy guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan yeah. Friedlinghouse, I think his name is. Yeah. But they're not a shop that's known for A, restorations, or B, taste. So yeah. when they had them build this thing to look like the original they missed it by about 37 miles yeah because it looked nothing like it at all it was garbage mm-hmm. it was hot garbage it was awful i can't even believe they finished it and mitsubishi displayed it on like their website yeah they shouldn't have oh but before we get too too far i'll jump back to events real quick so our west coast buddies went to mod mitsubishi owners day at headquarters mm-hmm. in Cypress, California. Yes. And apparently a bunch of the Montero guys that showed up. En masse. En masse. Yeah. Not in Massachusetts, but en masse has a lot of them. 
got to specifically sit down with a bunch of executives. Including the new president of like Mitsubishi Cars North America. CEO, yeah. Yeah. And they asked them why they drive their Monteros, which was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. They're just curious as why they love them so much. So uh, I know uh, Brian Driggs has a post. It'll be up on uh, Gearbox Magazine. Yep. And you'll Tomorrow, check it out. I think uh, yeah. Thursdays or today when this goes live. Yep. So check that out. He's a got good, some a good awesome little read. I got a little preview of it, and then you did too. So. Yep. He's got an awesome insight into it. So please check that out. I don't want to spoil it, but no. it's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So it's pretty cool that Mitsubishi wanted to hear from loyal Mitsubishi fans as to why they do what they do. So just they are trying. They. Yep. I know people are knocking on them because all they make is, hi- is hybrids and mm-hmm. crossovers. But you know what? So does everyone else. Yep. That's what people. The general public is buying. And you got to sell those cars in so order to make niche cars. Niche cars, yeah, yeah. for enthusiasts. So, hundred percent. And them... that's why I tell everybody in my life that's looking to buy a new car to go look at its species because not one has been disappointed yet, and, and they they're... all get a ten-year, hundred-thousand-mile warranty and a great car. Yeah, I hope that they update the Lancer, but uh, I'm sure they they'll will. work on that. Yeah. Anyway, at a time. Back to TV shows. So we really like New JDM Legends. It is good, and the cars are good. There's a good amount of learning about the car. Yep. You learn a lot about the twin cam cars, which we've never got in this country. And I like the little asides they do and talk about other cars and their kind Yeah, of it's driving. not just the one car for the whole yep. episode. Uh, the f- I mean, it is very Datsun heavy, but they are a Datsun shop. They're not a Nissan Datsun shop. Nissan Datsun. No, they're a vintage Japanese shop. Well, but if you watch the po- show. what's popular now and what brings them more money right now is the Z cars, the Skylines, and the 510s. That's what people are spending money on. So they're going to go where people spend money. That's a Nissan job. <laughs> but it's not a Nissan shop. Like the one of the guys in the show, um, Josh, had a Montero for a long time. And then now he drives a 74 Honda Civic as a daily. Yeah. So they're just into old Japanese cars. The main guy who runs the shop has a Datsun pickup, but he also, his daily driver is a Toyota Starlet. Okay, so they're not a Nissan shop. Well, it just happened to be that all the sh- all the vehicles that they wanted to put on television were Nissan Datsuns because that's what sells. Well, that's right the now. impression I got. Yeah. So they're not a Nissan shop. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you say so, go on their website and check out their inventory, what they have for sale, and it's not all Nissans by any means. Well, every there was like ten episodes, and they're all we're working on this. Yes, Skyline. We're working on this Skyline. Which they've talked about off the episode. And it's like, people now have the impression that we're a decent job, but we're not. Okay. I just don't want us to propagate the wrong stereotype for this person. Well, fair enough. You heard the truth. Yes. From the inside knowledge. Yes. All right. But how do we get there? How do we get to this type of shows? How? Yeah. How do we get to Nissans? How do we get to these type of car shows? Well, it started in the late 90s. With TNN. I think it goes back further than that. To what? You know what it goes back to. What does it go back to? It goes back way further. Okay. We are teasing this, but I don't know I what am. you're talking about. You're talking about build shows like this? Yeah. It goes back further than... Well, no, not build shows, but... Car shows. Automotive car shows in general. Yeah. There's definitely been a few. Yeah. And most of them have been garbage from the beginning. No, but I mean, what's the most famous one you think of? Motor Week. Definitely. Right? I can almost hear his voice. I know. It's Owings Mills, Maryland. This is Motor Week. You just sounded way too excited. You can't be that excited. No? No. Is his, is his voice going to come up now? Do we have his voice no. in this clip? I right. don't. No. It's purely the theme. That's good. I don't remember but the anyway. theme as much, but dude, no. the second it came on, I knew exactly what it was. I mean, I remember like Saturday mornings. Yeah. Like but wasn't this, this on like TNN and stuff back oh, in the it was day? PBS. It was on PBS? Yeah. I don't remember that. This is the. Like the um, uh, like Maryland PBS station. Okay. Versus like... So you have to remember that in the 80s and 90s, we were both raised by different parents. Yeah. And my parents didn't allow me to watch television. Okay. So I didn't get to see the show. Even PBS, huh? Well, PBS, I got to watch as a child to watch like Sesame Street, but that was about it. I never got beyond that. Oh, see, I was... I, I mean, I grew up with cable at least. We had cable. I just couldn't watch it. <laughs> it wasn't until I was like in middle school where I was like, all right, I can watch this now. I mean, now there's probably literally like a thousand car shows. 
between YouTube and cable. Yeah, it's tons. And uh, but I, I mean, I picked out a few to talk about that I think kind of influenced the genre, in my opinion. Okay. And some that even passed from car culture to pop culture. And I, I say this is like, like so, like for example, the longest running car show, Top Gear. Motor Week. <laughs> no, Top Gear actually. Does Top Gear predate Motor Week? Yes, it does. Nineteen seventy-seven okay. to two thousand one was original Top Gear, so that was like a straight up review show very okay. much like motor week so that would be before motor week then just not in this country yes motor week came out in 1981 and this was like the show i loved watching on saturdays and sundays growing up. right so and oh, then i wasn't allowed to current top gear current version of the top gear well, that we know as the kind of jokey fun yep. version is from 2002 to present okay we'll we'll call that all the same version because yeah, it might as well it's, it's, the same, is, it's the same premise yeah you know, went from being a straight-up review show like Motor Week to mm-hmm. a more adventurous. Well, there was also it became the more adventurous fun show, but then you also had the British version of the serious show kept going, which was that Fifth Gear. Yeah, I think it was a little more serious. It was a lot more serious. I've never really seen. It. I yeah, but I think they still did stuff, but not the same kind of gags they did on Top Gear. It was a lot more no. straight reviews. So that was like one of my favorites was Motor Week. And then uh, I remember, like, the first DIY, like, car repair show I saw. Shade Tree Mechanic? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you know Sam that? Sam Mamolo? That's right. Yeah. Because that was the first one I remember, too. Because yeah. by the time that show came out, I guess I was old enough to yeah. watch the show. Because it was on TNN. Don't tell me you have the theme music oh, I have the as theme. Well. Yeah. Remember it? <laughs> I do now. It's terrible. It's wicked terrible. But I remember it. Actually, right? you know what this sounds like? A little bit? Almost like like Gran Turismo menu music. Yeah, or it's <laughs> it kind of like off. a yeah, just innocuous, terrible yeah. music. Yeah, no, I remember that show. Yes, oh Sam Amolo, right? That was his name. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a better one because that showed mechanic work. That's yeah. when I started getting into wanting to know how things worked, not just ooh shiny car. Makes yeah, noise. how these things work and like how to install stuff. It was, I mean, it was basic, but it was, it was a really good show at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting into like, um, Power Block, on TNN. TNN before it turned into the next Spike Network. Yeah, TNN was like, it was the Nashville Network. It yeah. was MTV for country music. And then, but then there was this whole thing, TNN Motorsports, which was on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Because much like MTV, they realized they weren't making any money with music videos. Oh shoot! That's what I. I need a TNN Motorsports hat for Radwood Atlanta. Okay, that that's is pretty good because you're right in the home country of it down there too. Because yeah. that's Turner. That was Turner, right? It was Turner. They're based. At, no, it was the National Network. They're, but I believe they're owned by Turner. Part of TBS. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. I believe they're owned by Turner. Um, but yeah, that was like, they did some cool stuff. Like, remember, um, they did like a Friday night like truck thing. Mm-hmm. Where they'd have like, mo- it was like monster trucks. They did monster trucks, but they also did the... Tough truck. Tough truck, which was just like rednecks in like their fairly new pickup trucks beating the crap out of them and on in the like a monster stadium. truck stadium. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, so it was like, you know, you talk about Power Block. It was basically like these shows were to sell Flowmasters and Holocarps. And Jake's catalogs. Yeah. And they but they did entertain and there's a bunch of these on the air type of shows. It's like horsepower TV and like trucks and like all this stuff and um you know, they're probably like pretty cheap and easy to make because they just had like a single set and like uh, get was, all sponsored stuff. It was not owned by Turner. Oh, okay. No. Independent. That was owned by Gaylord Entertainment Company. Yes. Yeah. That is they own like a bunch of hotels too. Okay. Um and you just toss them on. You kind of watch these on a Saturday morning with the kids, which is what I did with my dad. Yep, I remember watching it with my dad on Saturday morning. They're mornings. kind of benign, like cooking shows, like for cars. Yeah, but they always were sponsored heavily by those particular products, whether yeah, it be Flowmaster clearly. or Edelbrock or whatever it was. I, what I do remember about those shows was it was always the same kind of repairs. Oh, they never all the time. got too deep into the cars. No, there was never much diagnostic done on the cars. No. It was always just like, we're going to replace this intake manifold with this Edelbrock yeah. intake manifold. Here, we get this basic this budget Edelbrock build. Edelbrock carb. Yeah. This basic budget build right. of $10,000. Right. Well, you can do this in a weekend in your garage if Edelbrock gives you $10,000 of the parts as well. Yeah. 
That was the same thing every week. It was always, oh, this week we're going to double the horsepower on our 65 Corvette. This week we're going to double the horsepower on our 66 Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just throw it up on our chassis dynamometer that we've got in, in the, the shop. Studio. Yes. But then Shade Tree Mechanic begat, like, um, there was the truck one, and there was, what were some of the other ones they had at the time? There's a bunch. There's it was horsepower TV, or hot rod TV. Maybe. Hot rod TV. It was, horsepower I think it was, was one. hot rod TV, and then it became horsepower TV. Maybe they lost the licensing or something. Maybe, but that was the one with Stacy David, right? There's like Stacy David's cars or something. No, that like came out too. later, but he started one of the other shows. Yeah, he started on like hot rod TV or one of those ones. Yeah. Then there's one with the guy that was the welder, and he's like the he was like a Navy CB. I can't remember what that one's called either. There's so many of them. Yeah, um, and, and none of them are very good. They're all kind of the same, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I get it. I mean, that's not a knock against the people that are in them. They're just they want to do the no, thing. That's and what's sold. That's yeah. They're just trying to make money too. And but it, I guess TV is just a weird business, and they just they find a formula that kind of works, and they just stick with it. And they burn it into the ground. Yeah, and basically. And they change something else. Uh, so teen and motorsports. What's yeah. that? TNM Motorsports. Oh, yeah. the beer? Yeah. Hand that to me. Yeah, sure what are we drinking here? Uh, this is we started with, we'll take a divide. quick aside here. We had Great Divide Roadie Grapefruit Rattler, mm-hmm. which is a limited release. It's awesome. And, and this is a Boulder Beer um, Chocolate Porter Shake. Wait, do we have two beers from Colorado tonight? Apparently. Look at that. We didn't even plan that. Theme night. Uh, yeah, Chocolate Porter. Cool. So, uh, we've got, uh, do you remember My Classic Car? With Dennis Gage. Yeah, the kind of big on. mustache. That, that show's totally still on Velocity, yeah. And it's kind of like, I think it's the OG car show filmer. You mean like YouTuber? Like he went to a car show with a handycam and filmed the car show? I mean, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, That's basically what he did. And then he'd convince people to let him drive their car a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty wholesome guy with yeah. a funny looking mustache. Yeah, he had, drives he had the handlebar mustache. I'm Dennis Gage, and yeah. this is my classic Talks car. to old white men at car shows. I mean, it's... Pretty much. Drives old American cars and nothing else. all it is. We have a local one of those guys, they too. They talk you know? about... Yeah. Uh, they talk about uh, Battery Tender brand. I feel like they're only sponsored by Battery Tan... And Battery, Eastwood. Yeah. Battery Tender and Eastwood. Yeah. Those are the two sponsors. I mean, those Battery Tenders oh, are and McGuire's. Sweet. And McGuire's. Yes. Because Barry McGuire's shiny white teeth are on all those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dark tan. <laughs> The man is really good at polishing cars and tanning. And his teeth. <laughs> yes. Polishes his teeth. teeth and tans and polishes cars. And he's cars. out in the sun at car shows, so he's super tanned. Yes. Um, we have a local, like, My Classic Car kind of show. It's called Cruising New England with Paul Manette. Mm-hmm. And that is... I thought that guy was the guy from Maguire's. Paul Manette? <laughs> he looks like him. No, he's not quite as dark, but he's up there. But that one, he's not very knowledgeable, though, is the problem with that one. <laughs> so his show is rife with errors. Which bothers me. Well, whatever. Uh, it just bothers me. I was watching. They were doing one last night. I was happened to be. I was at my local watering hole, and it was on the TV on screen in front of me. What the hell channels on? Like New England cable news. Cable news, yeah, NECN <laughs> or Comcast Sportsnet. Oh, Comcast yeah, yeah. Sportsnet. That's where it is. Anyway, yeah, it was. He was at some guy's Pontiac collection, and like he was getting years wrong and like history wrong. Really? And I was like, Ugh, weird. No good. No good. Well, yeah. So there's that guy. I remember watching that a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it was like a huge deal. And this is what I think kicked off the build show craze mm-hmm. was Monster Garage. Was Monster Garage first or was... What was first? Overhaul first. They may have been close to the same time, but I feel like Monster Garage was first. But I feel like there was a show with Jesse James before Monster Garage. I believe he was featured on like some one-off oh, a biker build-off show or something. I there was a lot of one-off biker build shows before, and that kind of proved that those type of shows would sell, and that's yeah. where those shows came from. Let's see if we can. There find was a time when like the Discovery Channel didn't have much other than like nature stuff. When they had things about learning discoveries and discovering things, and then they kind of got into they figured, well, shoot, people really want like building like technical shows and like car shows and whoever stumbled onto that like clearly it spawned off like okay a whole nother channel so in 2000 discovery channel made a documentary called motorcycle mania which followed jesse james everyday life that was where he got to start 
Hmm. So, yeah, but after that came Monster Garage, and then all the biker build offs, bike biker build offs. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I remember on it's not really car related; it's kind of ancillary. Was um on TLC there used to be Junkyard Wars. That was a British show, though. It was a British show that I think they spun off into an American show, and they sort of had this like fabricated junkyard, and you had to build something with that was parts right about the same time that, that you found in the junkyard. That was right about the same time that they were showing uh, BattleBots too, though. Yes. So I think it was all kind of related to that same yes. theme. Which is somehow back. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know. That. They've been advertising it heavily. Uh, I haven't noticed because I don't have cable. And they're like... <laughs> We're doing an, an episode about cable television shows. I don't even have cable. <laughs> but a lot of these you watched, and a lot of them you can get on YouTube now. Yeah, I can find them somewhere. Um, I know you don't have to like, steal stuff anymore. It just exists. It's just there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then you get Orange County Choppers, mm-hmm. which started off as a, a single documentary. And you're like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then they ran that into the ground. Yes. And it's back. The whole company into the ground, actually. But it's back. It is back, yeah. Somehow. Uh, which, that meme is one of my current favorite memes. The one with Paul, senior and junior, arguing? About something, yeah, and people add captions to it. Yep. It's hysterical. Gets me nearly every time. Um, so, it you know, it turned from building bikes into a crazy show about how it big is, of a fight it is Paul Sr. and Jr. could get into. They started recording in May of this year. Yeah. It's awful. Battlebots are back. This show's back. This is, it's not even long enough ago There's to be not like, like... It's not even nostalgic yet. It's just burning things further into the ground. There's no new ideas other than like JDM Legends. Which isn't even a new idea. It's no. a spin-off, spin-off of something else as well. Yeah. But like, man, I don't like... I don't know. I guess it's better because it's in HD. You'll just watch it because it looks better. I'm not going to watch Orange County Choppers. No. no. <laughs> but it's so annoying when you watch something that's not HD. Like, you can't even look at it anymore. Yeah, Get it out of my face. <laughs> I'll convert, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terrible. So then, like, oh, th- yeah. Then I think we got into, like, maybe around the same time, overhauling. Yeah. Let's uh, see pit My Ride. Oh, I forgot about Pimp My Ride. That was the best. It's kind of, I would hate watch Pimp My Ride. Yep. Because it was just so over the top. Mm-hmm. And anything that people have done where, like, Jalopnik has gone to, like, find former Pimp My Ride cars. Overhaul came out in 2004, so it was definitely yep. after Monster yep. Garage. Mm-hmm. And See, the overhauling theme itself, the theme of the show, was interesting. Because yes. they, you, you would nominate... The original version where they would steal a car and not tell someone. Correct. That was kind of cool. somebody would nominate the person who needed it, like why they needed it done, like yeah. the, the heartstring story. And and then it just stopped working. I think people figured it out. They're like, yeah. wait, my car went missing and this guy's giving me the runaround. Am I yeah. an overhauling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then it was like, uh, yeah, I think that too started... As it was probably a single documentary about Chip Fuse somewhere, and that's how he got into being on TV, because he was sure. he was well into the cars before then. You know, he didn't need to be on TV, but uh, he ended up on TV. And then, you know, that was kind of when Discovery Channel went from what I like nature shows in World War II to more like car content. Yeah. yeah, to fully made up content. That's why they had all the drama too, because they were trying to get away from documentary too. I'm not convinced that 2000 to 2005 was like a really great time in like television. You're not convinced that it was or it wasn't? It was. It was not. Yeah. It was definitely not. There was nothing good happening on television then. Yeah. Name one good thing. Sopranos. That's about it. And that was on HBO. Yeah, there's not much in that yeah. time. That was pretty garbage. Like, 08 was when, like, really good shows started coming out. Yeah, like, the cable network started getting more money, and you started getting shows like... Yeah, you got Mad Breaking Men, Bad, Breaking Bad, Bad Men. Yeah, exactly. On, like, the ancillary cable channels, not even, like, the... Yeah. Like, who who knew who AMC was? You know, they just played old movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They but, were, like, the also-ran movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a discussion for a different type of podcast. Different but, podcast, yeah. Uh, then we get into car flip shows that was, like a watershed moment for car shows because all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we need to show car shows. So we can do drama with working on the car and buying and selling the car. And we need to see money change hands. Right. Because that's what people want to see. 
and that's how you get to velocity was running like 24 hours of like auction coverage which i don't mind terribly because it's like a rolling car show and he put on the background and it's just innocuous background content I guess. And you get to see pretty cars flash across the screen. I get bored with it. You can't, I, again, you can't sit there and watch it. But, like, if you're building a model car or you're building a cabinet or. Put music on. <laughs> you can do that too. I'm just saying, as that's how you watch it. <laughs> take a nap. I don't know. You can't take a nap and build a cabinet at the same time, Andrew. Maybe. Fine. No, you don't, definitely not. There's no maybe in there at all. <laughs> don't hold power tools while napping. And then I feel like, again, that was like a one-off show with like Wayne Greeny. And then it was like, oh, this is a cool show. We should do Chasing Classic Cars. I which, had no idea how Wayne Greeny's thing Which happened. was like, man. But I, that was super high-end, too. It is that... super high-end. And I get, I get that people like to watch it. But after a while, I'm just like, ah, Wayne Greeny gets another barn fine car. For way too cheap and sells it for way too much. And yeah. he has more money than he knows to do with for cars now. Yeah. And uh, Roger complains about fixing it. But I like Roger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so weird. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's all about the chase. And it's like, yeah. he drives off into the credits. Well, it's funny because he, I wonder how many times it took him to get that shot where he explains his, like, plan at the end of the show where he's like, it's all about the chase or whatever he says because he's such, like, a quiet, mousy person. And he comes off with his like whole attitude about it. It's not who he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's crazy because like he just shows up, like people like contact him, and they're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My great grandfather owned this car, and I'm kind of done with it, and just, yeah. yeah, whatever. Wayne knows about it, so I'll just sell it to him. For That's the same thing that happens on um the what's his name? Which one? The Texas guy. Fast and loud. That same thing happens. People just call him. And they'll be like, oh, I got this Pantera. It's been in my yard for my garage for years. My dad bought it brand new. You know, will you give me 20 grand for it? And he goes down and he's like, I wasn't going to give him 20 grand for it. I came with six grand in my pocket. And he's like, will you take six? And the guy's like, no, I really want 12. And he's like, I'll only give you six. All right, cool. How's the car? Like, come on. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I mean, that guy kind of got to start from like, he was doing those, it makes sense. He was doing those gumball Mm-hmm. Races. So you don't get your start doing gumball races. You had to have money before then. Well, he did, but that's how people kind of got to know him, and that's yeah. how he ended up being on reality TV. Well, he was friends. The guy who's on a show a lot owns, um, I don't know if it's Quadra Tech or Jeep 4x4 accessories. It's some big Jeep shop. Yeah. And he was the money man for all of that stuff. And he yeah. just kind of rode on his coattails. And, like, he's just an infuriating person. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah he's a horrible human being. And I'd well, I don't know if he's a horrible... Oh, he's a horrible human being. Okay. I'm going to go on record. Okay. If I meet him in real life, I won't tell him that, but I'll pretend to tell him that. Okay. He's a horrible human being. Whatever. His he's on-screen... Trashy. Per- he's trashy. Yeah. Just trash. Don't like I it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch it. I don't care. No. It makes me not care about He doesn't know about cars either. Or what's going on. Like, I just don't care. He doesn't know anything about cars either. It's all about money. And that's what bothers me about a lot of this stuff. A that's lot of what people majority don't of these know are. anything about It's cars. just like, how much money can I get for this? Exactly. And they think that that's all people want to watch. Oh, my God. The most infuriating one is that guy in Florida. Oh, that one's not on anymore, I don't think. I, I, what is his name? The what guy that had, like, ridiculously bad plastic surgery. And his wife had ridiculously bad plastic surgery as yeah. well. It was, like, South Beach Motor Cars or something. South Beach Classics. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. And they're just, like, it was just, like, it's total, trash. like, yeah. They bought shit boxes and couldn't sell them. That's <laughs> basically what happened. Basically, like showing them putting like Bondo on the cars yeah. and like spraying them. It's just like oh. they never should work on the cars. They should go to car shows oh, yeah, and, yeah. and buying cars. That's all they did. No, it's just dumb. It's terrible. It's tiring. Anyway, I don't want to watch it. It's not authentic. Nope. Get out of my face with that shit. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. Now, overhauling was the first one that was really watchable. I think, as far as those style shows went. But then it got old because it got to be the same thing over and over. It again. got old, and I blame Chip Foos for the big wheels, the muscle cars, single-handedly. Because he started yeah. doing it. He started putting the 18, 19, 20-inch wheels on Chevelles. And it's like, what are you doing, guys? Uh-huh. does not work. And then we get to uh, Wheeler Dealers. Which now, was a good show. It was a really good show. And then... As much as I hear people really don't like Mike Brewer as a presenter. Which I never had a problem with him. Uh, He's a car salesman. 
Yeah. But in a I, fairly low-key car salesman as car salesmen go. Supposedly, people who have met him in person, he's very, very nice. That's what I've heard as well, yep. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea, right? It's not. It's just I don't care about how much you bought the car for, how much you're going to sell it for. I just want to see an old car restored. Mm-hmm. And that was the part that I liked the most. The Ed China part. Was the Ed China part where he would sit down... It actually explained what he was doing and then do the repair. Yep. And it was like a really nice repair. And there was never a time crunch. It was never uh, fake drama. It was just... You could tell they tried to force drama where he's like, he's never happy. Ed China's never happy with what I bring back. Yeah. Like, and it just but it was like, never authentic. It was just... No. Yeah. He didn't, just really, he didn't care. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that show. I even enjoyed the show after... When Mike Brewer just like went around the world working those. on cars. Oh, that one, the trading up one. Yeah, I did, I did like that one. Yep. Um, but I haven't watched the new version of it without it. China. I will say there were a few cars that they built where their taste was very questionable. <laughs> RX-7 was one of the worst ones. RX-7, the Volkswagen the bus, Pinto. I don't remember the, the Pinto. Oh, prismatic the, oh, the paint. the prismatic paint in the Pinto that they thought was gonna be really cool, and everyone was like, mm, nope. No. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and that weird Anglia they built, like a Gasser-style Anglia. Yeah. And they just overdid it on the paint and stuff. Yeah. They tried. Trying to do, change it up. Yeah, they tried too hard. Didn't work out. The RX-7 was the worst, I think. Yeah. That they was took the a car that looked really nice, and they put, like, alligator skin print on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was terrible. And then, you know, the dark horse in this was YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so that, anybody could upload something. Yeah. So we had the YouTube revolution. And I think one of the earliest ones, and the longest running ones now, Smoking Tire. Yeah, but that wasn't a build show at all. That was just a... It was a car content show. Mm-hmm. I think there was stuff before then, too, but... I can't I think, think of much. Was, I don't think it caught on as much. That's probably one of the biggest ones to catch on, was the Smoking Tire. Yep. Which, I mean, ultimately, if it wasn't for the Smoking Tire, would we even be doing a podcast? Probably not. Because that's, that's the first podcast we started listening to. Yep. And then you get into... Um, you know, Roadkill. Which is one of my all-time favorites. Which was kind of, yeah, I guess. I, I don't really get it. Uh, you had to watch more of it, I think. It was the rebellion against those high-dollar crazy build shows. Mm-hmm. I think what happened to me with Roadkill is that people ruin it. Fans ruin things. Okay. Like, uh, a lot of the new like Star Wars stuff, fandom ruins it. Because okay. people are just too into it. And people it makes, are not that into Roadkill. People are really into Roadkill, dude. All right. People are super into Roadkill, and it's like... Nobody I know, so... Yeah, well... I enjoy the show. I enjoy watching what they do. I enjoy their crazy projects. I enjoy their failings. They're, yeah, there's just... I don't know. There's just people that get so into it, and I'm just like, eh. It's like... Well, just take them out of it and watch it. You don't, I guess. Do you see people every day who are way into it? Because I don't. No. I, I know Star Wars people every day who are I way get, into it. I don't know. I get tired of it. I like it, and I get the idea, and I understand it. I just like after a I while. I mean, I get angry that I'm not doing it because it's entirely stuff we're capable of. I, yeah, but after a while, it's just like, all right, how many old crummy muscle cars can you save? Like, just yeah, but they don't save crummy muscle cars. That's not what they do. They put it back together to the point, and they beat the crap out of it again. Like they don't save anything. And one of the more recent ones, they took their Corvette they built and they were rolling it over. Okay. It doesn't get saved. <laughs> so I don't, understand, I don't understand what the point of it is, though. The point of it is to have as much fun for as little amount of money as possible. I guess. And that's... I like that ethos. I just don't get it. Well, I think you need to watch more of it. and more open-minded. I Maybe just watch don't like some it. later episodes. It's like... Just, I don't know. It's boring after a while. Did you watch the Dirtfish Rally School one? Yeah, so what? I don't... <laughs> it was really cool watching muscle cars get flogged at the rally school. Okay. Did you watch it? I watched parts of it, yeah. Whatever. It's the best car show out there, period. Maybe. Maybe my fandom is overlooking the fact that it's not, but my fandom That's the is, thing. Yeah. Everybody thinks that everything they do, they like they're like walk on water. Like No, they don't. They screw up every time. They always break things. Things are always failing. They don't walk on water by any means. It's the exact opposite of that. Their shit's always broken. Because they throw it together and beat the crap out of it and then throw it together again. Nothing ever works. That's why the whole slogan is because roadkill. Like, why did this not work? Because roadkill. That seems so dumb. Just do it. 
it bothers it's me. Like cheap. just it's it's the cheap. It's not really cheap though. It is really cheap. It's all junkyard parts. Yeah. It's really cheap. They make the they make the Datsun fast by putting a junkyard turbo diesel turbo on a four point three Chevy motor, and like just cram it into this rusty old Datsun and okay, make but weapons. why? Because why not? Yeah. Make junk go fast. I like it. I like. I I just like the ethos. It's like just like a. Planet. I don't know. To me, it's like kind of a waste. Nope. I like just don't. I don't know. Nope. It's not for profit. It's not for looks. It's just to have fun with cars, and that's what I like about it. It goes way back to the grassroots thing of why are you into cars in the first place? Because you want to have fun with cars, and they have fun with cars. There's no. I, I guess that. I just wouldn't waste the time doing that. Because it doesn't seem worth it to just whatever to you put a bunch of work into a car and then drive it into a wall. They don't do that. Like they were intentionally rolling the Corvette over. They're trying to drive it on two wheels. So you're intentionally rolling it over. Well, it rolls over by accident when you go too yeah, far. Yeah, it quote unquote rolls over by accident. You knew it was going to happen and it was going to look cool in film, and people are going to be into it. Man, eh, whatever. You know it's not going to work, so you film it. All right. Well, you do the one where they build that cool ranchero and they drive it to Alaska. I like that. That's I like awesome. the idea of that. Yeah. I don't like building stuff just to wreck it. Well, they don't build stuff just to wreck it, usually. But they do all the time. No. They don't wreck things at all. All the ones I've seen, they just wreck stuff. No. I think, you're, I think you've picked the wrong episodes and watched it the wrong way. Oh, I watched it the wrong way. Yes. I don't know how to you watch it. You have to sit on your head on your couch and watch it upside down in order to get it. I guess. I'm just not that into it. I, I, I love it. I watch every episode religiously, and everyone's more entertaining than the one before it. So, All right. Well, to each enough. their own. I don't like it. To each their own. I will disagree. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the majority of them that have become probably the most popular one right now is Roadkill. I disagree. I would say the most popular one right now is Fast and Loud. Go to a car show in Middle America, and you will see more people wearing Fast and Loud t-shirts than Roadkill t-shirts. I, I bet, bet it's Roadkill. Mm-hmm. It's all Roadkill. I doubt it. Nope, it's all Roadkill. Roadkill is number one. Guarantee it. There, the problem is there are more stupid people in the world that watch Fast and Loud than there are people that watch Roadkill. Yeah, I Because Fast and Loud you can watch on Discovery Channel. It doesn't require any effort. Roadkill you can watch on Netflix. You can watch on... Not anymore. you got to watch it on Motor Trend app only. Oh. No, that's a stupid so. move, but... People still watching it, so yeah. pe- people are printing the app, buying the app. I bought it. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's more content on there. All the vintage rally content is amazing. I, I fully support the Motor Trend app because you get um, like tons of hours of vintage rally footage from the mid '70s through the early 2000s. I mean, I want everything to be a la carte. So I can just have what I want. So it is a la carte. You pay five bucks a month for Motor Trend. I know, but I pay ten bucks a month for Netflix. Currently, I have to. No, it's not because I have to pay for cable to get internet. No, you don't. Just get friendly with the neighbor and get their password, <laughs> and everything's fine. Until I can buy everything individually. I'm but not you can't. Gonna... You can buy just internet. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to buy just because I want. I have to pay for Netflix. I'd have to pay for Prime. I'd have to pay for HBO. Yeah. I'd have to pay for... Um, you just said to me, you want everything a la carte, and now you're complaining about you have to pay for everything individually? because yes, it's not... That's exactly what a la carte is. Yeah, but it's not cheap enough yet to warrant getting rid of cable. All it, of the things is, that I want are is, not cheaper than just paying for cable. But with cable, you don't get everything. I get 99% of what I want. Yeah, see, I disagree. I could not. I I could watch nothing on cable, which I do because I don't have cable. I watch everything on Netflix, Amazon, and Motor Trend, and that's ten dollars a month, five dollars a month, and a hundred dollars a year. But you're it. not paying for your internet. Even if I did pay for my internet, it's forty dollars a month for the basic internet package. But I also can't get so now my you're 40, local stations. 50, 55, and then a hundred divided by twelve is a little under ten. So you're talking 65 bucks a month for all that stuff. And you get local stations over the air if you want, or local stations stream on online now. Like the Channel 5 News streams. You don't need cable to watch it. Yeah, but how do I watch it on my TV? 
Uh, you don't have a smart TV? You don't have a browser or any television? No, I don't. You definitely do. You have a PlayStation, right? Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. This it's is all not pa- a pain in the ass. They are, yes. It's not easy enough. It's very easy. No, because there's too many things. Like, I have to use different devices. No, you can do, you can do it all on your PlayStation or your Xbox. Every one of them. There's a Mototrend app, the Amazon app, the Netflix app, the Hulu app, and your internet browser you can stream video on. It's all on your PS4 or your Xbox One. Maybe. It's one device. You're not going to win this argument because I do this. It's not It saves a ton of money. Yet. It is cheap. $65 for everything. No, it's definitely not. Okay. It's fine. No. I, I am quite happy doing it this way. Even if I wasn't pain borrowing my neighbor's internet subscription, I would still. I want it all in one place. I can just. When. I mean, get to the point I where. Should I be get, saying that? I'm not borrowing my neighbor's internet subscription. You're on their Wi-Fi. You can be on somebody's Wi-Fi. You're on my Wi-Fi right now. That's true. Okay, good. They let you on. It's not like you stole it from them. No, they gave me the password and said, hey, you can use this. Whatever. That's so. irrelevant. <laughs> it's totally irrelevant. It doesn't matter at all. It's anyway. not like I'm running a wire across the street. It's just a wireless network that works across the street. Whatever. It doesn't it matter is. that I bought a booster to make it stronger. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Did you buy it from Junkyard Pirates or something? I don't no, know. I bought it from Micro Center in Cambridge. <laughs> Junkyard. Well, whatever. Uh, so, anyways, well, you know, you know, new cars aren't always the most exciting machines. You know, we do kind of live in the best time for automotive entertainment. Yep, hundred percent. And um, I think it's only getting better. You know, the more personal cameras are better, cell phone cameras are better. Anybody can make content. Hell, we make content. Nobody wants to watch it, but we make it. We used to, <laughs> I remember it like it was a struggle to find a car th- show to watch. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's so easy that I have car shows that I don't like to watch. Right. That everybody tells me they're good. Right. And I hate Like them. Roadkill. Yeah. Do you ever watch um, Money Car Mods? Nope. Not into that either. Mm. Not my thing. They had some fun episodes. I really like. They built a Mirage. How can you not like a show that built a Mirage? They did a whole season on building a Mirage. Yeah. Only we would build Mirages. And they built the Mirage. Yeah. I'm more into, like, what in China does. Speaking of YouTube shows. Oh, yeah. We did catch up with that. I think yep. there's only one. One episode so far. Yeah, New it's a pilot. Ed China uh, Garage Revival. So he goes to someone's garage. You should apply to this show. <laughs> and then <laughs> he saves their uh, floundering project car. Now, this isn't a new update either, a new style either. This show exists on Velocity as well. It is, but it's not as good. It's the same concept, though. They go and finish your project. It's the same exact concept, but it's not it's as good. It's not Ed China, so it's not as good. They don't show as much of it because they have commercials and they have a time frame to fit into. Yeah, and it's just not... They're not editing it for the type of content that I want to watch. No, they're giving you the pretty parts. Yeah. Like, oh, look, the headliner's done. Oh, look, the seats are installed. Oh, look, the paint is done. No, I want to see how he's doing it. Beauty shots driving. Because that's what I'm into, but... Correct. In it fact, at the, end, at the end of the Ed China show, when they finish the Volkswagen, do they even do beauty shots of it driving? Mm-hmm. Okay. They certainly do. I didn't know if they finished it all the way. So, uh, yeah, that was the last, like, new, new car show I watched. Did kind of like it, so we'll go with it. But, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I hope they make more of them. I mean, if anything, uh, uh, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll ask... Or Hoonigan. The Hoonigan channel is fun, too. I like Hoonigan, the little... Uh, daily transmission things. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand the rest of it, like what they do for the other things. Garage, garage. They do project cars, which is cool. Um, they built a bunch of different stuff. They built different stuff in different episodes, and they go through the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a special where they went to Baja and a Baja bug they built. Oh, well, they bought that one. They bought built and then went through it and made it drivable again. It was actually a very roadkill-like episode because they got in the car and then started driving it and the new tires rubbed and they cut the fenders off and then they drove it further and the steering wheel kept popping off and it was just like a shitty car they bought and they road-tripped, which is a cool concept that I like. Okay. That's like my daily life. I buy a shitty car and I try to drive to work every day. Okay. <laughs> All right. So out of it, a lot of the Hoonigan content is really cool. A lot of it is too loud, obnoxious, and in your face. But a lot of it is really good. Now, speaking of, actually, there's more YouTube shows. I like Petrolicious. Petrolicious is awesome because all it is is just beauty shots and a backstory of the car. So it's mm-hmm. like an article 
I, li- I liken that to like an article in a car magazine. Yep. Where they just show you the car all done and tell you how it got there, mm-hmm. but you don't see it getting there. Mm-hmm. My least favorite of all of this stuff right now is yeah. Donut Garage. Really? Hate, hate, hate Donut Garage. I don't like it either. It's awful. They scream at you and they yell at you and they get all their goddamn facts wrong. Yeah. It's it's misinformation for 10 minutes and it gets shared over every car Facebook page and every everywhere, every time a new one comes out. But it's just filled with misinformation. Well, I can say I've only watched a couple of the up-to-speed ones. I watch them on cars that I know a lot about. And you find a lot of mistakes. And there's a lot of mistakes in them, so I can only assume that the other ones have also a lot of mistakes, Even too. if you watch ones about cars you don't know much about, if you know general car knowledge, you're going to find a lot of stuff yeah. you don't agree with. Now, I haven't watched their, like, technical stuff, just because... You don't want to get aggravated by it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it sucks, too. As far as technical stuff... I'm talking out my ass, though. I've never actually watched it. But... I haven't either, because it's just so irritating. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as technical stuff that I do like to watch, I like Engineering Explained. Mm-hmm. That's a very good one. Um, you know, that, that stuff's really good. And anything that's put out by uh, the guy who used to work for Super Street at Sport Compact Car, uh, Dave Coleman. What's his thing called? He has his own YouTube channel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got to look that up. I, I didn't know that existed because right I loved reading Dave, Col- Dave Coleman articles in Sport Compact Car. Yeah, he's got a... I know that he had gone to be an engineer at Mazda, but he's back to making YouTube stuff. I'm pretty sure. I've seen a couple of his videos. Okay. I mean, I know your favorite, Brad, and it's okay. You can say who it is here. I know you love <laughs> Doug DeMiro. Oh, yes. <laughs> you love learning about all the little weird things that cars have. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like So, a coworker of mine. Like, you love uh, sun visors that go in front of the rear passengers. Which a, are clearly... a coworker of mine was watching a video the other day Yeah. of... A Doug DeMiro video. Oh, hold on. And I was very upset that he was watching a Doug DeMiro video because he's not even like a big car guy. I was yeah. like, are you watching – I hear it on his phone. I was like, are you watching a Doug DeMiro video? He's like, yeah, he's going over this. And I was like, no. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Well, whatever. You know what I also like as a YouTuber is um, Hello Road. Yep, he has some good ones. Guy, Bell, guy buys like crappy – like. Just like weird, oddball 80s and 90s stuff. So it's right up our alley and then drives them around. So that's pretty fun. Did you find it? No, not yet. But I know he's done a few videos. Maybe he doesn't know his own channel. Maybe he's on other people's. All right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I know there are a few different ones, but. You got me real excited there. Oh, whatever. The best YouTube channel to follow, obviously, is the Auto Off Topic YouTube channel. Yes. Let's not forget to promote our own YouTube channel. Yeah. This concept, the con- this uh, discussion here. It's it's uh it's getting there. I'm working on some uh, new equipment. So, or, or the One A Auto Parts YouTube channel. Yes, you should always go to the One A Auto Parts yep. YouTube channel for uh, quality parts and install videos. Um, and uh, Jeremy Nuts podcast channel, which I believe is just Jeremy Nut. Yep. And you can watch. Oh, the- Tom's Turbo Garage. That's not a good one. That is a good one, actually. Yeah. Low key. Um, who's the other guy who has the for the 1G Talon, the blue one? Blue Velocity guy. Labs. That one's all right. Yeah, he's kind of fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. For, uh, Porsche content, Dear Fascination is a cool one. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like cool. Petrolicious, but just for Porsches. Yeah, I don't know. Porsches get so much content and so much love. They do, but they're they cool cars. They don't need any more promotion. No, but they're cool cars, so it's fun to watch them. Hooniverse, I do like that. Hooniverse has got some good stuff on there, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there if you know where to find it, know where to look for it. I hear Radwood has their own channel. I don't know what's on it yet, but yes. I don't promote something I haven't seen yet. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Might be good. Our friends at the Driving Well Awesome podcast have cool little videos and little vignettes. Yeah. So check those out. Um, Not before you watch ours, though, because they're also a So go on YouTube, watch ours, and then you can watch theirs. Yes. Because that'll look good, because you go from there to there. There's another one, too, that does... Kind of petrolicious ish, but with more pedestrian cars. I'm trying to think of what it is. It doesn't really matter. There's a, there's a ton of them. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up. I think we're we're getting to the end here. So, I think we covered most TV shows. Uh, I'll leave it up to the listeners. Oh, the one the really good YouTube channel to watch. Yep, is Shannon's Insurance. Really? So they're a. Oh, Haggerty is good too. 
but Shannon's insurance is Australia's Haggerty. Oh. So they're more into like the old JDM stuff. Yeah. And they have like one it's a history of the Starion. They have one it's a history of like Dotson 510. They have a really good setup there. Okay. Um, yeah. So a few. Uh, Grassroots Garage. That's the other one I was trying to think of. Oh, that's all. I haven't watched that one. Yep. That one's all vintage Japanese content. All right. I'll go check it out. So. Uh, Jay Leno's Garage is sometimes, sometimes fun. Even Jay Leno's kind of a weird dude sometimes. He's definitely a car yeah. guy's car guy. Yeah. You know, but it's funny if you go back to the beginning of this whole car TV show thing before it happened. Mm-hmm. I remember how excited I would get when a normal TV show had car content. Yeah, like Jay Leno would have a drag race with Tim Allen. Yeah, and it was like, man, his car's on TV. Yes, yeah. even if it was terribly lame in retrospect. Or when Conan O'Brien would make a big deal out of his Ford Taurus SHO in an episode, mm-hmm. it would be really fun to see that. But yeah. anyway, sorry, just an aside. All right. Well, I'll leave it up to listeners. If you want to leave us a comment about your favorite car show and why, we'll read them on the air. Yeah, uh, for sure. So if you want to email at off topic, and we'll watch them, and we'll we'll give our own little uh, yep. Gene Shallot uh, like review of them, uh, <laughs> or send us a DM on Instagram or, with a link, yeah. or a Facebook message. Just let us know what your favorite car show is, and uh, we'll talk about it. Because I think uh, probably the next one we'll ask some questions. And hopefully we'll have some recap stuff lined up. A few people that are running NEFR. Uh, but other than that, you should also check out Gearbox Magazine again for that article that's coming out. Oh, 100%. It should be out when this podcast airs by Brian Driggs. And you should check out his podcast, The uh, Gearhead Project. And uh, if you like us and you haven't already subscribed or, yeah, if you haven't already liked us on Facebook, please do. Follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic, and you can follow me on Instagram at Race and Anger. Uh, this weekend, you can follow Iron Oxide Racing. They are running NEFR in the Spaghetti Golf. That's yep. Liz and Jordan. You can also follow Rally underscore Updates underscore USA. I will be posting some stuff when I have Wi-Fi it's to the Instagram page. There's only three underscores. It's Rally Updates USA with underscores between the words. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And... Uh, so there's tons of rally content and there'll be tons of awesome photos on there. Cause there's a bunch of photographers that we all contribute to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. What else? Anything else? Where can they find you? TSI SS three five zero. That's my, that's Instagram it. Page. That's, burp, it. Burp, burp. that's it. Uh, I might want to give a follow to the new Southern New Hampshire cars and coffee. Right. Instagram page, uh, SNH cars and coffee. Uh, doesn't have a ton of content yet cause we created it in between shows but we'll start putting more content up on there all right go follow them and uh keep cars analog name for the roses